Osiris. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Okay, hello everybody. I'm here. I'm live uh, broadcasting to you today from the Austin City Limits Festival. Uh, This is the stage where Goose will be playing uh, tonight at 7 o'clock. Unfortunately, none of the other Always Almost There guys are here today, so it's just me. Uh, We've got a guest coming up. We are going to be talking about last night's show in Dallas, uh, another episode of Always Almost There Live. So, if you were there last night or you have opinions, don't forget, always share it in the chat. Uh, but I'm going to get our guest on right now. Case, how are you doing? Good, Ryan. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Very happy we could finally get you on. Uh, you know, talk about really fun show that was last night. I'm going to head over to a shady area because it is incredibly hot here. Just wanted everybody to take a look at the stage here. Um, but all right, so tell me about... Uh, last night's show was at Southside Ballroom in Dallas. You know, you're familiar with the area, but what was the vibe like? What was the venue like? Man, that I hadn't been to that venue since maybe like two years even before the pandemic, so it looks like they just made a bunch of improvements to it. The crowd was great. The venue super convenient. Just no complaints there, for sure. And just a total rager of a show. Had a great time. Like a perfect Amazing. mix of new and old songs like i think i'm really starting to dig uh the set opener everything must go just all, all around barn burn awesome for sure yeah great too. i i you know everything must go has really grown on me as well i think that's something we've talked about uh with the other guys on the pod too um i i really liked it as a way to open the show you know it gets everyone going nice upbeat great guitar solo great uh peter solo as well just it's a good song yeah and the whales love the whales, whales like that's what i've been wanting to hear i love when pete P- love when pete like just takes the lead on vocals he gives me i'm a big ween guy so like he kind of gives it. me like gene ween vibes for sure love it when, he's, when he gets and on then, the mic yeah and then after whales we get uh the first 
uh, jam of the night uh, in Atlas. Nice extended one here. Peter hitting the clav early. Very, very nice sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really like this one. Have you, had you caught an Atlas cover before? No, I think that was definitely my first Atlas because we did get Atlas dogs in at Stubbs, right? Yes. No, we yes, didn't. We, we did okay, not. we didn't. All right. I so yeah, that was that was definitely <laughs> my first time getting both of those songs, Atlas and Atlas Dogs. Really enjoyed that. That's good. Yeah, and great jam in Atlas, as I mentioned. Uh, a Dogs coming out, uh, OG version again. No jam on this one, uh, like a couple that we've seen before, which. You know, interesting to see because this song is so good and has such jam potential. Um, and also, I would have loved to see how they could have taken that jam and then led into the Dr. Darkness that came after. I think that would have been interesting to see. So, yeah, they do that really crazy ambient thing before Dr. Darkness. Like, there was that, like, really crazy, with a lot of crazy sounds coming from the stage. And then when dr darkness hit i was like okay i hadn't gotten that song either so what i've liked that's like one of the new songs that i instantly liked whenever they they debuted that this year yeah in january yeah in in arizona right yeah yeah really really great uh i agree then next up uh we've got indian river with the delta ish jam 80 synth version again you know just a great tune you know delta is always fun uh they got into some you know, Rick was really, I think Rick was really feeling it last night. Uh, he got into some, you know, nasty guitar licks in this one. So th- from where I was standing, like, you, though, since you, like, pointed, like, several th- man- Rick mannerisms on these episodes, I'm, like, starting to notice more of them, and I just, like, can pick them out. Like, yeah, Ryan's talking about that. I can't unsee it now. Right. <laughs> like, the welcome um, to, so... I want to talk about Welcome to Delta. So, like, when did they yes. start? To, when did they uh, debut that one? Was that a 2020? Yeah. So, so Welcome thing. to Delta, the song was debuted uh, five nine twenty one at the Caverns. Um, but what they're playing here out of Indian River is a slightly different riff, a slightly different sound. So, it, you know, that's why we noted as Delta ish. Um, but it. It's very similar, you know, it's fun, it's groovy. Will we ever see Welcome to Delta, the song, come back? Who knows? Uh, but yeah, they started doing this out of Indian River uh, February 3rd in Portland, I believe. I believe. As a part, yeah, they do Delta as a part of Indian River? Yeah, so yeah, so it, it oh, doesn't cool. get its own notation on the set list. Uh, just Indian River with the Delta-ish jam. Yeah, that was, that was really cool. Like that? Yeah. After that first set, man, like the, of course, the Rockdale is always going to be awesome. Yeah. But like I was with my friend, I was like, he was like, after, my, it was both of my buddy and I's seventh show. He was like, that was my favorite first set. He, he said, and I was like, yeah, I think that was my favorite first set from that I've seen from Goose for sure. Yeah. Really, really great set. I agree. Um, and then second set, you know, Empress was a really phenomenal opener. I love it with this placement i love it in this slot i think it's just amazing yeah they just tore right right through that one didn't they like i saw rick bouncing like you said i was like empress and then da, da. Oh, like, yep there it is there you go you, you learn the tricks <laughs> yeah it's good yeah and then and then we get a cool down sort of uh, like how how trey oh yeah sort of like how trey will like 
go like you like stash and then boom stash <laughs> stuff like that mm -hmm. so after empress we get a cooldown and silver rising um interesting placement for this one you know i think we've talked about a lot this one works best uh late set one. Oh yes ryan uh molnar good point uh dino no, dini peter brought luigi over to trevor's base rack for the first time since 2018 during empress so I'm I'm interested to see whether tonight at ACL, uh, whether Luigi will have stayed on Trevor's or returned to Peter's uh, keyboard ring. I really strong. Tell you the truth, really I didn't strong. notice that. Yeah, it, it was probably easier to notice something like that on the webcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I I will also say that Trevor's bass solo in Empress was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, you know, you got the Jurassic Park theme tease, which is you know Trevor bass. He's really been the MVP of this tour, I think. Oh, yeah, he's had a lot of juice this tour for sure. I think there's, I guess last fall when I was first starting to see them, I was still familiarizing myself with the catalog. So whenever he gets his, whenever you really hear him in the mix, it's like, dang, like, yeah, he's, he's just plugged in for sure. I agree. Yeah. Definitely what the highlight of fall. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, as I mentioned, Silver Rising, uh, you know, second slot in the second set. Interesting placement for the tune, but I loved it. Again, Rick seemed really, really into it last night. Absolutely ripping solo coming out there. So, you know, all in all, great tune. It makes me want to go to Guitar Center and jam on a PRS because he just, I just love that. Love those guitars. Love how he's made that sound. Yeah, it's a great, great sound from him. Uh, then after that, we get Echo coming out, uh, a little bit more jamming. You know, before the segue into Cinnamon, it really started to go in an interesting direction, I think. Um, and I, I would have loved to see, you know, had they explored that space for a few more minutes, where that would have gone. But Echo into Cinnamon, you know, strong segment for mid-second set. Uh, Cinnamon Coach noted as like a house remix of it, um, which is interesting because I, I did think that maybe something was different about it. But I need to go back and listen to previous versions of Cinnamon to really compare yeah, and like I was talking about, my uh, my girlfriend Caitlin, she's like loves Nina Simone, and she actually showed me Cinderman a long time ago before Goose ever covered it. So yeah, like hearing what like if you listen to the Nina Simone version, of course it's a, like a classic, but when Goose does it and it gets to like the power that part, like it's just so powerful sounding live. Like even though it's five guys in the band, you feel like it's a choir just boom coming right at you. Definitely awesome. one of the highlights of the second set for me before the Madavan yeah. sandwich, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of the Madavan sandwich, you know, we get Madavan here and they're, you know, they're really starting to cook in on the jam and they move into this progression and suddenly it's, you know, it's born to be wild. So I was wondering, you know, what kind of Jeff tune we were going to get uh, last night because I figured they weren't going to play one at the festival today. Um, and, you know, I figured we were going to get one at some point because it's his birthday and he'd want to sing a song. Um, but yeah, I, I really like this song for his vocal range. I think he absolutely crushed it. Peter crushed it on Oregon. Like, you know, solid cover. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. The, uh, the energy on the floor was unbelievable for that one. Because, you know, it is Texas. So it's not like the most like devoted jam band city as like, say, like New York for fish or something like that. So right. whenever that started, like the whole audience just erupted. So a lot of good energy for that one. And love it. Ever love since, it. like, I was hearing Jeff sing on Lookout Cleveland, like, I just, like, I really like hearing him sing. He's an awesome addition to the group. Yeah. Agreed. 
Agreed. Yeah, his, his voice definitely, you know, harmonizing with Rick and Peter the way he does and when he gets the opportunity to sing lead is great. So after Born to be Wild, we get the, the end of Echo. Uh, still waiting on the return of that second jam. We haven't had one in a very long time, since the winter, I believe. Um, but Echo ends, and then they're straight back into Madhavan off of that to finish off the set. Uh, you know, when the Saints go marching in, teases from everybody. Like, just, just a fun time and a raging, I think it was seven or so more minutes of Madhavan. Yeah, like with uh, like I said, I've I've heard uh, them close the set the first set with Madhavan, but that was de- I really like that take on the song, like doing like Madhavan a few more songs and coming back to Madhavan. I think that is just a a way to a way to get the crowd just going, just so yeah. good, so good. That's why, that was like probably the first Goose song that I heard that I really really liked that made me want to listen to even more of their songs. So definitely was my entry point into Goose, that and Yeti. So it's happy yeah. to, I've ha- I'm happy to have gotten Bonavon and Yeti a couple times. Good entry points for sure. Um, so after that, uh, Encore, you know, we get the second show in a row where they're starting the Encore with a ballad, uh, which I think is interesting. Uh, but we get Eurotion here and then followed by, you know, a hot white lights to close out. You know, all in all, really solid show, I think. You know, a lot of energy, not a ton of jamming, uh in this show which is which is interesting for you know also the tour closer uh but still really solid show no definitely agreed i was i know this is always a wishful thinking but i was hoping to get a factory fiction because i love that (laughs) song but i guess i don't know maybe they're saving that for a big uh group jam for to boost i don't know i hope so maybe all i'm hoping for for tonight is moby that's that's all i want but for a Moby tonight, yeah, that'd oh, yeah. be great. Very much so. That uh, you know, what? I'm excited to see what they pull out tonight because there's, I think, a few songs they played last night that may have been expected to play tonight, like maybe something like Atlas Dog, or you know, uh, on like stuff like that. Uh, so I'm curious what they play. I think we're, you know, Cali Magic is definitely on the table for tonight. Um, Born maybe because they didn't play that at the festival last week. But you know, anything could really happen, and I'm excited to. I'm excited to hear what it is. Yeah, I was definitely surprised they didn't do Born at the ACL set last week. I thought they would do like all their big new. They ones. had to. They had to save some of the bangers for this week. Sure. Uh, and and speaking, eight point of, Moby. speaking of speaking of eight point Moby, I would just like to point out that I'm in first for fantasy goose right now. None of the other guys are here to uh, take heat at the moment. But I only hit two need, songs last night. I hit. Uh, five, four or five. I, I did I did better than I was expecting to last night. I really was not confident in my picks. And I you know I had like one song I think for two points after the first set, but I did really well on the second. So I'm happy with it. Um, and you know I'm hoping that I can you know continue my consistency tonight uh, and come out with the the tour championship. Uh, but we will you know we'll find that out tonight. We'll be back tomorrow obviously um with a couple of the other guys um you know we'll be able to talk about it but uh how, how have you been in fantasy this tour case <laughs> uh, whenever i remember to do it i think i maybe hit an average of two to four songs like modavon was my eight pointer last night so i, I was banking on that modavon and i got it and yeah. uh i'm trying to remember what the other one i hit was um 
I want to say the my I think Rockdale was my five pointer, and that got me up to thirteen points. I think Solid. the best I've ever the best I've ever done was the Winter Tour closer when we got whichever one we got the Factory Fiction like back in March Philly. was yeah. that in a that was in Philly. Philly yeah that might have been my best one so it's been a while but yeah. you know it's definitely a fun game to play before the show I love the set list bingo all the like guessing the set list stuff I think that's always super fun great bonding I, experience for the fans i absolutely agree uh it's great and you know everyone if you haven't joined you know next tour is the perfect time to get involved never a bad time to start playing fantasy goose never how are we gonna um, do it for taboos um that is tbd that also not my department but we, we will find out how the fantasy goose team uh, is planning on doing that uh soon but um I think the next band is getting warmed up here uh sorry for the quick episode today um but we are you know we got got a festival to be at um again we'll be back tomorrow at three o'clock p.m eastern uh to recap tonight and we will have a full tour uh recap episode somewhere in the two and a half hour range uh as we usually do sometime in the next couple of weeks so look forward to that case thank you so much for being on today uh really really appreciate thank you ryan yeah, Appreciate cool. it, Ryan. Have an awesome day. You too. We'll see you again soon. See you, man. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Always Almost There, Day After Show Live. Really appreciate the support. Tune in again soon. We'll be back tomorrow. Hey, music fans. We wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo. And for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.